Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You know, last week I talked about recognizing him and go over the Proverbs, the third chapter. I want you to see this. It's a scripture that I love. I mean, I do. I read this oftentimes when doing the offering. I just love the scripture in general. In Proverbs, the, the third chapter. verse 5 it says trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths I like the amplified it says lean on trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind do not rely on your own insight or understanding you know you know me topic that I love to talk about is the importance of renewing your mind. I remember Brother Hagin saying it was the greatest need in the church was people to renew their minds. What is renewing your mind to, to, to make sure that our thoughts are his thoughts, to find out what his thoughts are and, and to make sure that even the Amplified says in Romans 12 says his, the be transformed by the renewing of our minds with this new ideals and attitudes. I just love that. And you know, you get that from the word of God. You know, you can't, you can't substitute the importance of the word of God in your life. If you're going to be strong, when we come to church, we want things that are going to help us, right? If you're going to be strong in the Lord, if you're going to be strong in your Christian walk, you have to have a strong desire for God's word. You, you have to have it. I can tell you, in my life, I need more. I don't care how, 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 how important the word of God is in your life, there's always room for that to grow. It is, it is, it is a vital part of your walk with God. I'll say this, you know, if... The, if, if and you know this to be true. If the only word you get is when you come to church, the, the, the things of the Spirit, the specifics of your relationship with God, that those things will never be real clear to you. They just won't be. They'll always seem distant, vague, a little mysterious, a little troublesome to go after. Even sometimes the question, is it really that important? You know? So uh, having, having a strong desire for the word of God and then giving place in your life is a huge thing. It, it's, it's not a minor, it's a major. But you know, one of the things that is also at the same point is, is true, it's not all you need. Said it's not all you need. Now it's, it's where we start because without it we can get weird. <laughs> right? We don't want to get weird. But, you know, with, with uh, it says here to not lean on your own understanding, even understanding 
that is understanding of God's word, if you lean on that alone, you can still miss. You can still miss what you need. You can still miss it. Things are still, your walk with them can, it's possible for it not to be, take the full expression that it could. Right? It's possible for that. It says to not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. This is the Amplified. It says in all your ways, recognize and acknowledge him. Recognize and acknowledge him. Notice in all of your ways, recognize and acknowledge him. In all of your ways, recognize and acknowledge him. Like I said, this the last last several weeks, you know, it's just been something that that the Lord has brought me back to. It's not it's not a new thing, but something He's brought me back to. The importance of, you know, we 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 read that scripture last week. Let me find it. I wrote it down last week, talking about people not not seeing Him. Talking about the spirit of truth. The New Living Bible in John 14, it says, and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate. advocate." Talking about the Holy Spirit who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. It is so important that we're looking for him. Now, when you say that, people, when I say that, there's, there tends, there, a lot of times there's this red flag that people throw up, well, then you'll get, that's getting weird. You're going to get weird if you do that. Something one minister said that I, I, when, he, when I heard it, it just went off on the inside of me. He said, listen, we have, we've got to trust God's ability, God's ability to keep us more than the enemy's ability to deceive us. Right? He said, we've got to trust God's ability to keep us. We have to have more faith in his ability to keep us than faith in the enemy's ability to deceive us. Right? The scripture says that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not follow. That means they even know who the voice of the other is. They recognize it as something other than him and they'll not follow. Sheep won't follow that. His sheep won't follow that. So really then the question comes down to, is it really danger of you hearing the wrong thing or what you choose to follow? Right? I kind of believe Jesus knew what he was talking about. Right? I kind of believe he actually knows what he's talking about. He said that my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not follow. And so, you know, it, it comes down to, yeah, are there a lot of voices out there? There's a lot of voices in the world. There are a lot of voices. There's a lot of things out there. But I know this. I know his voice and the voice of another I will not follow. I trust his ability to keep me more than the enemy's ability to deceive me. I'm telling you. I, I just know this to be true. We have missed out on a lot of stuff out of fear 
that we might hear the wrong thing. Right? I, I just believe that to be true, that, that Christians in general have missed out on a lot of things out of fear of hearing the wrong thing. Like I said, the word's got to stay first. You judge everything according to the word. You judge everything according to the word. You judge everything according to the word. And there are times even when something comes up that you question, maybe, you know, you, 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 you're not sure about. Brother Hagin, you start putting things on the shelf, you know, and, and you don't act on it. You put it on the shelf. You pray about it. You seek God about it. Let God instruct you in it to open the eyes of your understanding in this area or that area. Because, you know, we don't know everything of the word that we need to know. You do realize that as well, right? That there's some stuff we don't know yet. If you've been born again two weeks, you look back two weeks ago and you, you realize if you've been searching, searching after him, there's stuff that you know now you didn't know two weeks ago. Stuff that's clear today that wasn't clear before, right? And, and I'll also say this, if you go any length of time and something's not clearer than it was, you need to check up, you know? You need to check up on that because we have, we have the Holy Spirit. He, he abides with us and part of his job is the revealer of truth. That's, that's what he does for you and I. That, that's part of his assignment. Right? Well, if he, going back to looking for them, if he's the revealer of truth, are you looking for more truth? Not that I'm saying you're looking around for the latest fad doctrine, but are you searching the word, searching your heart? Are you coming into service with open ears? You know, you've heard it said it before. I've said it. Pastor said it. You know, we've heard other people say it that, you know, God can say more in a service. He's not limited to what the minister says in a service. Has anybody ever come to church and, and something's being talked about and God talks to you about something completely different? That's happened to me more than once. Scriptures were read, things were said, and just the Holy Ghost took a hold of something. What is that? That's the revealer of truth working in you. But it doesn't happen if you're not open to it. It also doesn't happen if you're not expecting it. If you're not look, that's 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 another way of saying looking for it, right? It says the the world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and it does not recognize him. But you know, going back to that scripture in in, in uh, where were we in, in Proverbs? Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, recognize and acknowledge Him. Notice when you do that, He'll direct and make straight and plain your path. Notice if you recognize Him and acknowledge Him, He'll do something. He'll do something in your life. You, you realize this isn't just some stale religion. You realize that this isn't just catching some. You, you're in relationship with God. Are you listening to me? You're, you're in relationship with him. And he's not, he's a, he's an active partner in this relationship. In fact, he's one, he is so active. He's looking for any opportunity to move, to bless, to speak, to encourage, to impart. He's looking for opportunity, 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 opportunity. So much so that when you didn't even know him, weren't even born. He sent his son into the world to pave the way for you, right? Anybody who says this is difficult, I've had teenagers, people say this is just so hard to serve God. It is, it might be hard on the flesh, but it is not difficult. It is not difficult. It is not difficult. 
it's hard on the flesh because it's a decision you have to make. It's a decision you have to make. What are you going to pursue? Right? My sheep know my voice and the voice of another. They won't follow. That's a decision that you make. A real sheep won't make the wrong decision. Because a real sheep hears and voice. And is following that. But it says, you know, to he'll direct you and make straight your paths. You can say it this way in every part of life, in every area of life. Recognize him until it becomes a personal encounter with him. You actually experience him. He shows up, moves in your life. Pursue him. You know, I just want to encourage you. You know, I talked last week about starting small. And I, and I had some crazy people giving me the kind of crazy eye and looking at this, looking at that. Start looking for his involvement in your life. We talked about last week, you know, even nature. And we got to talking about it on Monday, you know, after we decorated here, we went to eat, you know, and a person will, will, who denies God will eventually stand before God and, and they'll have no excuse that God existed. There was proof all around him. But, you know, as a believer will have no excuse that he wasn't involved. There's a difference. As believers, we know he exists, but we still keep looking because it's proof of his involvement. His daily, minute-by-minute involvement in every area of our life. Not everything everything is of God, but he's involved in every area of your life. Every moment he's involved in every area of your life. Steve and I yesterday driving to a city in the West for a game that we shall not speak of. We were driving. We were just talking about, I don't even know what we were talking about, but he mentioned something and talking about some kind of car. And he said, you know, he was talking about my Jeep. And he said, you know, since you got the Jeep, I see Jeep everywhere. And when my mom bought her red car, what is it? It's a Nissan Rogue, right? Now, it's now in movies. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, the Rogue One. They made a movie just because she bought the car. So when she got the car, I never noticed that car on the road. She brought it in, brought it to the office. I knew she was at the Nissan dealer. I had never noticed a Nissan Rogue on the road before. If you have one, I'm sorry. It's nothing personal. But I never noticed it. She brought it in. You know, I see Nissan Rogues everywhere I go now. I see red Nissan Rogues. I also see white ones and silver ones. And she says red is best. That's why she bought it. What's my point? When you begin to notice something, you start seeing it everywhere. You start seeing it in different areas. You start seeing it in different colors. You start seeing it in different lights, different situations. I mean, it's, it's one thing. You buy a car, you're so excited. I get this really unique car just to bring it home and realize everybody else is driving your car. Because you see it everywhere, Right? talking about recognizing him and starting where you are if you'll begin to do that not just we're not talking about his existence i'm not talking about his you're a believer if you've accepted christ you already know he exists you settled that you know something the lord said to me this last week he said you know it's possible no an atheist atheist denies god's existence he said it's possible for a person to be in relationship with him and yet still live an atheistic lifestyle Denying his involvement. 
So you're, he's at your, I was like, yeah, Lord, you're absolutely right. It's possible to live your life knowing that he exists, but then, but the application of that, you live your life in an atheistic way as if he's not involved. He's very much involved. Talking about silly things, you know, I was driving down the road going to uh, Amy's mom's house, you know, Monday night after prayer. Anybody hear about the big meteorite that hit outside off the coast of St. Peter, Tampa, you know, I'm driving. It was 11 something at night and this giant fireball in the sky. It was the coolest thing, you know. I, you've heard me say before, I love to go outside. That's why my neighborhood, we have no lights there. I love it. I love to go outside at night when everybody's asleep and pray and look up at the stars. It just, I just love it. I just always think how amazing God is when I'm out there, you know, but this thing fell, you know, and it was huge. If you saw the, if any of you saw the video, they put videos up of it online I mean, it just lit everything up. It was super bright. And I got to see that driving and it's cool. But you know, my first thought was, God, you're amazing. I mean, he, 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 Colossians says that he's got, he's, I forget how it says it, but he's uh, uh, the new living Bible that he's holding the world together by, by him. The world is, is can, it consists, it stays together. It's being upheld by him. You're as everything around us. If you'll start paying attention, it's an example of God's grace it's an example of God's presence. It's, an, it's speaking of his involvement in your life. It's speaking to you. It's speaking to you in every area, if you'll see it for what it is. But an atheistic view would be to say, oh, that's just, that's just the way things work. It works that way because God does it that way. That's why it works that way. But the point is you start recognizing these things and, and you, start, you start paying, looking for these things. I'm not saying you, you're, you're, you're making stuff up. But you're looking at it and you're, and you're letting, you're even approaching the Lord about how you look at things and reveal yourself to me in this. There are some things I can't see God in. I can't see God in spiders, right? I, I see a spider. I don't see no involvement of God in there because they're creepy. I see none of that, right? Maybe you look at spiders and think, oh, that, that, oh God's so amazing. I think they're weird. I, I can't see. I, God will have to show that to me. But I'm, what I'm saying is, when you've got that expectation, you're looking, the Holy Spirit will prompt your heart of things and, and point things out to you. Things that go on in the day, things that happen here or there, something happens and, and somebody does something or something works out in a way that's completely in your favor. It's the grace of God. What is that? It's the manifest presence of God at work in your life. That's what it is. And when you're looking for these things, and you're paying attention to things, you start seeing it everywhere. Well, when you're seeing it everywhere, it's not hard to to see it's the same presence of God. It's the same grace of God that you experience on a day-to-day basis that you get the opportunity to experience when we come together. You realize it's the same thing. It's the work of the Holy spirit. It's, it's the grace of God. It's, it's, it's his involvement in all these areas. These, I'm just telling you things that can help you to begin to experience him for yourself and to begin to recognize him and participate with him. You know, a person whose mind is stayed on him, they live in perfect peace. That is a spiritual force, but your mind, your attention is on him. It protects you. It, 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 it helps you. I was talking to somebody this week, you know, listen, when things look overwhelming, just keep your attention on him. He's all around you. He's at work all around you. And if he's doing that, he can work in your situation. He can work in your life, right? But then what about in ministry? 
You know, it's the same thing. Our vision as a church, Acts 26, 16, ministers and witnesses of the things he's seen, we've seen, the, the things he's revealed, and, 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 and you, know, you know the scripture, I'm getting all confused here, but ministers and witnesses of those things, things we've seen, the things that have yet be revealed to us, turning men's eyes from darkness unto light, the power of Satan to the power of God. You know, in order to do that, you've got to recognize him. There are times where something happens and it's not just happenstance. I was thinking this week when Pastor and I went to, uh, we were flying to Africa. And, and, and let me just say this, I'm by no means bragging, please. I'm just, this is how good God is. We're flying to Africa. We went, we went from uh, Orlando to Toronto, Toronto to London, spent the day, a few hours in, Toronto, in London, got on a flight, what, 8 o'clock that night? It was a 12-hour flight to Johannesburg. That's a, that's a long time to be in the air, from London straight to Johannesburg. So, you know, it's 8 o'clock at night. You go to bed. You're going to wake up in the 8, and they're going to we'll be landing at 8 in the morning. Breakfast was going to be served at 6. So you try to, you want to get yourself on the right schedule, so you make yourself go to sleep, so you avoid jet lag, right? How many you know you don't sleep well on a plane? Have you ever been on a plane? It's not what you would say would be the most comfortable thing. Unless you're taking drugs, you're gonna, it's going to be hard to sleep on a plane, right? Even in the nice seats, it's still uncomfortable. And so, and I'm just, I'm just telling you how this works. In the middle of the night, you know, I woke up many times throughout the night. And most times I woke up just because I had to go to the bathroom. Or I was just uncomfortable. Or pastor was snoring. Or one of those things. It was me. Actually, I snored and woke myself up a few times. Isn't that always embarrassing? You look around and you wonder, oh, Lord. Anyway, I woke myself up with a, a snort. But this one particular time I woke up, I'm talking about recognizing him. You know, the presence of the Lord is, is, is the presence of the Lord for a service? Absolutely. But you know, the presence of the Lord is also for service. Right? It's for both. And so I woke up, you know, and, and I don't know what time it was. I woke up and, and because I'm, I'm endeavoring to pay attention to these things, when I woke up, yeah, I was uncomfortable. You're always uncomfortable on a plane, but I realized I just sensed there was something else. This wasn't just a normal waking up because I was uncomfortable or had to go to the bathroom. There was something different about it. But you know, how many times have we missed stuff when there was opportunities, but we missed it because we, we weren't. The Spirit of God tried to prompt us or set something up, but we didn't recognize him. We're not in the habit of paying attention to him. And so we just miss it. I've been there many times. Well, I don't want to be there anymore. I want, I, I want to be more, more observant. You know, there are more opportunities than you can even think that are possible in a day. There's opportunities to be used by God. So I woke up, you know, and, and, and looked around. The plane was, was dark, had the lights out just on dim, you know, and there's nobody moving around. Everybody's asleep. But I knew something was up, so I just got up out of my chair. I didn't know what else to do. I went over to the, to the area where the bathroom was, and there was one of the flight attendants was working, one of the guys was working. And I just knew God had something for him. You know, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. I just knew God had something for him. There was a reason why I was woken up. And so I just said, well, okay, Lord, so I'm, it's a part of then trusting him. You recognize him and then you acknowledge it. You start to respond to it. God will work with you on these things. And so I just walked up to him and I struck up a conversation. Hey, how's it going? And he was doing something and there was none of the other flight attendants up later. He told me they were all asleep. He was the only one that was awake, taking care of some stuff. They're all asleep. Do you think God knows what he's doing? 
to wake you up when everybody else is asleep and only that one guy is awake, even his co-workers, they're asleep. That was, that was probably the Holy Ghost. I know it was because they didn't interrupt us and he was free to talk. And so I just kind of struck up a conversation. So, you know, where are you from? He was from South Africa. He was the guy I told you that lived in, uh, what's the place? Cape Town. Lived in the suburbs of Cape Town and uh, 17 of his friends, he was telling me that he grew up with, only eight of them were still alive. The other ones had been murdered. You know, it was a, it's a very different world that we live in in other places. And, and so he, he, he knew he had to get out of that. And so he ended up getting this job with the airlines. And, and of course, he doesn't know who I am. So he's, I got this job with the airlines that gives me a chance to travel and making something of my life. Well, I started pressing, well, he's a believer. He's a Christian, had, he's accepted Christ, you know, and so... Oh, that's great. So we're talking about this. Well, you know, well then right then I knew the Lord had something for him, uh, something I was supposed to tell him about his future, something that was coming up. And when it did, don't be shocked by it, that God's setting you up for something. So when it happens, don't run from it. God is there to help you. And I remember when I told him, you know, he kind of looked at me. Okay. Well, the moment he did that, and I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm just talking about responding to learning to recognize this is how you get to this place and further. Right? I'm not bragging on myself. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about recognizing him, paying attention when God's working. Like I said, it's no different. The prompting of the spirit in one area is the same. In the, it's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same, it's the same God that, that works this stuff together. It's that you just, you, you become aware of it. Like as a kid growing up, you can hear your mom's voice back as you pay attention to it. Well, you should be. I could always hear mine. I could hear what she was saying when she wasn't even talking. Give me the looks. And I, oh, I know what that means. That was like a paragraph. You know, oh, that, that eyebrow, that position. Oh, Lord. Okay, I know what that means. Steve knows what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, get a little afraid, you know, doing Hail Marys. Like, oh, I'm in trouble. You know, she, she gave me, oh, the, the double eyebrow. I'm in trouble. You learn somebody's voice, they're, how they're communicating with you. And so after I told him that, I then just knew that he had something wrong with his back. And I said, can I ask you a question? I said, do you have something wrong in your back? He said, well, as a matter of fact, I do have something. How did you know that? And I said, well, the same Holy Ghost, this is what I felt prompted to say, the same Holy Ghost that wanted me to tell you about what's coming told me about your back. God said the same thing. So I said, can I pray for you? Sure. Pray for him. God's good. He got healed, you know. And then somebody woke up in the the stewardess compartment or where they were, so he had to get back to work, and I needed to get back to sleep. Now, where does this end for him? I don't know. It's not my job. It's my job to respond when he gets my attention. What's the point? Learn to recognize him. Learn to respond to him. One of the best ways you can do this, even in worship, when we're together, it's an opportunity to press past the distractions of the flesh, right? Steve will tell you, and I've been up here myself a lot of times, we're, we're in a moment of quietness or, or waiting on the Lord. And you look out and there are, real, there, there are a, a lot of eyes of people waiting on whoever's leading to do something next. The pastor to say something. We've all been there, haven't we? I'm not making anybody feel bad. We've all been there. Anybody else in the room been impatient before? Anybody else lied in church? Because, <laughs> okay. All the hands better be going up now because some of y'all lying right now. So we've all been there. But just because you've been there, it's not an excuse to stay there. You know, we've been given invitation to move up. One of the ways to get to, to recognize his voice and his presence is to start in that 
Enter into his courts with thanksgiving, into his gates with praise. What are you doing? You're doing something. Know what the word says. Yes, be, you know, uh, 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 don't lean on your own. So lean on God's understanding, but then do something with it. Renew your mind. What does the word say about when we come, when we're doing this? We're, we're actually going somewhere. Something's happening. You realize when you praise God, you're actually stepping into the presence of God. Well, I don't feel anything, Pastor Greg. What does the Bible say? What does the, what, what did God say? When you're actually expressing in, in, in thanksgiving and praise him out of your heart, what are you doing? You're entering into his courts. You're entering into the very presence of God. Doesn't, doesn't, what you feel means nothing. Can I tell you, if you, if you'll learn to respond to that, express what's in your heart, you begin to sense, ah, there's something there. That's what that is. That's what this is. That, that, oh, okay. Now I get that. Cause it's hard to explain that a lot of times. It's like explaining to somebody, how do you know you're born again? I just know, right? You just know, you just know in your heart, you know what that is. Part of it is that we all have our own relationship with God. It's going to be different for each of us. Remember what we talked about? It's going to one, it'll be passionate though. It'll be heartfelt. But you begin to recognize what that is. It'll make your, our times together so much more enjoyable for you and for everybody, right? But you learn to recognize those things. That, that's a way to start responding to and recognizing his presence. And for me, you know, at, at, at being out, when I was out in Bible school, prayer school, we did out there had a huge impact on my life. It was a lot of that. Paying attention, paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. You're here. You got an hour. We always had an hour. Prayer school was an hour. You have an hour. Let's, let's get the most of it. Right? I mean, let's get something. Let's do something with this. Let's, let's learn what we're here to learn. There was a lot of times we would come in and not a word was said in that hour. As far as from the, from the podium, we didn't have a platform in there. They had a, you know, from the podium, not a word was said, but what we were doing, we were paying attention. We were listening. Our, 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 our spiritual antennas, as it were, were up. And then whatever, it was an environment to just, okay, whatever's on your heart, just do it. Let's just respond to that. Let's, let's do that. You can have the same thing. We can have the same thing. Well, praise God. I don't know about you, but I want to know him more clearly tomorrow than I do today. I want to recognize him more, more strongly. I want to, I, even on just on a completely selfish level, I just want to experience his presence, just him more on a daily basis. I just, I just would love to have that more than I do. Well, after all, he did say, I'm your great reward, right? I've learned it's actually, it's pretty cool. It's actually quite enjoyable. Well, praise God. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in case you forget, look for him. Respond to him. Respond to what's in your heart. Don't let the distractions around you, even in your own head, right? Something somebody else also said is don't let questions interrupt your fellowship. Don't let a question about what is this? What is that? What's happened? Don't let a question interrupt your fellowship. I'm talking about your active fellowship. 
Ever been in a conversation with somebody and a question comes up and it just completely ruins the conversation? Right? Or a thought pops in your head about this. What are, I wonder what, did I leave the stove on? And suddenly you have no idea what they're saying anymore, right? <laughs> Don't let a question interrupt your fellowship. You know, the enemy will bring questions to you. Right? He'll bring a lot of questions. Don't let a question interrupt your fellowship. Well, praise God. I think I've rambled enough. God is good. Amen. I really believe, you know, in the time we have ahead of us, almost said the time we have left, <laughs> we have an invitation. You know, as individuals, as a church, and it's, open, it's not just us, it's anybody. It's for anybody. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.